Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we have Logan Logistics Edra back in the pod for her follow-up part two episode. We had her on as one of our first guests on the pod over a year ago, and she has had an incredible year. It's crazy because some of the stuff that she talks about in our first episode, uh, goals that she has, things that she wants to accomplish over the lifetime of her dance career, a lot of those things have happened in one year's time. And I don't want to give away any spoilers, but um, she's crushing goals. She's doing a lot. Just from the things that she's experienced to the things that she's learned over the year, you you will see her growth uh, just as a young woman and what she's doing for herself, for the dance community, and to be honest, for the world in general. I think Logan is very much well on her way to, she's going to be legendary. I'm going to just say it right now. I'll say it on this pod. And um, this pod, this episode got, um, it went a little deep and a little emotional as well. And uh, again, it's just crazy to see and and talk about what happens in just one year's time. So without giving too much away, let's just hop into it. I think there's just a lot in this one. So enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Kindred's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. We got Jeremy live behind the switches. We got Justin Kim behind the cameras. And across from me, we have the amazing Logan Logistics Edra Part 2. I don't know if you guys know, but we had her on almost exactly a year ago from the pod. So you are the first guest next to Mike and Anthony that has appeared twice on the show. Um, If you guys don't know who Logan is, you guys have most definitely been sleeping under a rock. She is 16-year-old vegan B-girl dancer extraordinaire. I'm going to make you very embarrassed, Logan. (laughs) You have no reason to be embarrassed, though. Representing Underground Flow and most recently Red Bull dance athlete. Logan, you've had an amazing year. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the pod. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about this is the first time we had you, I think, you know, we gave you the opportunity to do the origin story and all that. But I think we got that out of the way. If you guys don't know that, go back to that episode. That's like episode <laughs> nine in this thing. Um, but you've been doing a lot in the past year. And since you've been on the pod, a lot has happened. Yes. A lot has happened. Can you give us a, a brief or long, however version you want to give us of like what your year has been. What have wow. you been doing? Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll be brief, but I remember... Make it long. <laughs> <laughs> we need it to be at least an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last time I was on the pod, I was saying how um, I was training for Silverback. Yeah. And that was like my next thing. And yep. it was after Arena LA and I was just training super hard. Um, at one point in my training, um, I got super homesick, so I went... Tell me, how did Silverback go? (laughs) I won Silverback. Oh, yeah, no big (laughs) deal. You just won that competition. Um, (laughs) I love how you just breeze past that. It's good, good. It was crazy. It was like, I think that was a, almost like an initiation for like the year, of like a bunch of stuff that's happened. Mm-hmm. I think that was when uh, a lot of people 
within the breaking scene actually started to um, know my name a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I battled uh, Ami in semis, and that was uh, one of uh, personally my favorite battles I've ever done. and I just felt the energy in the room. It was it was in the U.S., so I really felt um, that like home country um, energy as I was dancing. Um, after that, what happened? Wait, can that? I pause you for a second? Yeah. I think from the last pod, we asked the question like, "What your dream battle scenario would be?" Oh. And I feel like you said Ami. Did I say Ami? I think you did. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, guys. But I just I don't know that kind of like light bulb went on in my head yeah. which i thought was kind of cool yes yeah. i definitely i was looking at like a a list that i wrote of people i want to battle mm-hmm. and ami was like one of the top on that look list that. look at that um just because awesome. she's just really good yeah and um i know a lot of japanese b-girls are are um almost like i don't want to say famous but pretty known for being um some of the top mm-hmm. um so to battle her was like such an honor um, and it wasn't easy, but I had to throw my best stuff at her mm-hmm. to get to the finals. So yeah. it was worth it. Um, and then I made it to finals and, uh, finals was against Jilu from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can go into detail more about that, but, uh, first like cover. Yeah. Do what you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is your show. <laughs> um, what was after Silverback? October, November, December. Um, January, February. Oh, the next year. Okay. The next year, I felt 2019 was so much traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first experience traveling outside of the country. Um, and it was like a three to four week long <laughs> trip. That's amazing. I'm going to go back again because I'm, I'm like recapping the things that you said you wanted to accomplish as a dancer. And you definitely said you wanted to travel the world in the name of dance. And that happened like immediately after yeah. you said that. So it's crazy. you're crushing goals right now, Logan. <laughs> Let's go. It's crazy because it leaves more um, time and space to dream more. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, I guess <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, those things came faster than I expected. Um, but also... Um, also expected in a weird way because I did put them out to the universe and I did work for them like yeah. super hard yeah. and I had the resources and the support system to help me reach those goals. So, um, they came faster than I expected. Um, yeah, I was next, uh, sorry, earlier this year, um, uh, my first time traveling outside the country was, um, Singapore, um, and then China after that, mm-hmm. but Singapore was for arena, Singapore, and then um, it was like, it was Radical Force Jam and yeah. Summer Jam Dance Camp and everyone was there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, did you go to that one? I did not go to Singapore. Oh, no. okay. But I watched it from here. <laughs> I was very entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was cool because I got to go with, um, uh, Trey was there and Gio was there mm-hmm. and um, all the kids. Like it was so, such an amazing experience to have all of, um, most of my generation of um kid dancers there yeah um and connect with everyone um nick shout out to um nick six nick six what's up um he's so great at like bringing us together 
and wanting us to unite rather than um I think there's always going to be a friendly competition to push each other um for the love of dance in our culture um but Nick is doing such a great job at making sure we are um you know respect each other and are friendly to each other and um are connecting rather than like going against each other <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah shouts to him and um, yeah, we got to connect in Singapore, and then after that, uh, we went to China um, to the Chengdu Kinja's Dojo, mm-hmm. um, and taught some classes, and went to Hai Di Lao like millions Heidi. of times. That's all we do in China is <laughs> Hai Di Lao. We need an official Hai Di Lao sponsorship. Come on, China, what's up? Um, and then after that, um, I I went to. Europe for the first time for a show called Breakin Convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was is this back to back? Singapore, China, Europe? Or oh, there... sorry, not straight, but it was like, I'm kind of just naming like the okay, major yeah, experiences. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, that was in May. Uh, I went to, yeah, I went to London to perform. Uh, I think it was a five or six minute solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was um, very a different it's such it was such a different experience but it was an amazing experience um yeah to just be uh in london performing um it was it's breaking convention so it was it's a show that um gets a bunch of street dancers who also like to perform um so i felt like i belonged there mm-hmm. um it was a short time but it was still a great experience um and then after that i think was it Arena Ch- Arena China? After that, I'll just name Arena China. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like in May, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In yeah, yeah, Arena China. Um, that was performing, um, battling at Kin Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it to finals against Empty Pop. Hey. <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. And then, yeah, lots of lots of experiences. And then after that, I think was. After that, I went to China again before or after that for another breaking, another battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> I went to, um, I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, next thing that comes to mind is, is B-Boy City in Texas. Um, UGF, uh, we gathered to battle together, a mm-hmm. uh, crew battle. Uh, one of the most raw events I've ever been to. <laughs> um, and then another one was Budapest uh, for the World Urban Games. Um, and that was like a pre-Olympic uh, battle type of event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pre-Olympic, like as in the Olympics. Yeah. As in, uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know if... <laughs> you were so they are announcing that who I don't want to give out the wrong information but I th- I think they need one more vote for breaking to be in the 2024 Paris Olympics <laughs> yeah and then that's how everyone reacted <laughs> well we have a audience now apparently <laughs> It is. It is. It's crazy. I think, um, yeah, crazy, crazy time. Um, different people think different things about it. Mm-hmm. 
But as of right now, for the ones who are supporting it, um, they're doing events leading up to yeah. the Olympics to test out the um, scoring system, um, like the, the whole fader thing that they've mm-hmm. been doing, um, working out um, like trial and error and making sure it's fair to the dancers and yeah. making sure the events are fair to the dancers. And there have been um, there have been some problems where um, events didn't feel like... A, uh, a battle like how a battle would normally yeah. feel or an event hip-hop event would normally feel so um the community is definitely getting together to throw these events and see what we need to work on um to make each one better and better so that by the time olympics hits it's um it's 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 righteous to the hip-hop community yeah. and it is um thrown in a way um where everyone supports it um, and yeah, and that it is respectable and, um, is, is, is good for the dancers that are dancing and battling, mm-hmm. um, in the Olympics and yeah, such a crazy time. Um, oh, and after that was Arena LA. That was another major, major. Mm. Um, so Arena LA I was planning to do a solo, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. Like I was just planning yeah. to do a solo, and then um, I got contacted by Dietrich, mm-hmm. um, and he is, he was a judge at Arena LA, and he was like, "Lo, um, I have this idea for Arena LA," uh, basically saying he has to do a judge showcase, but um, his idea is more for a teenage girl and he can't dance as a teenage girl. <laughs> right a weird, yeah, yeah. So he asked me if I'd be down. He pitched the whole story message, everything that it's about. And just from like past experience of working with him on uh, world of dance, um, and getting to know him, I was like, yeah, I'm super down mm. for this, um, to be able to experience, um, another performance uh, that he uh, would be creating and um, just to learn too. Uh, I was so down. So we got to work and um, I also uh, got great news uh, around that time uh, about doing an exhibition battle with UGF against Red Bull All-Stars. And um, that was also a crazy experience. A lot of juggling, you know, balance before mm-hmm. uh, leading up to Arena LA. Um, and yeah, so I'll just, once we got to Arena LA, um, I performed the piece at Arena LA Kids and Arena LA. Mm-hmm. And then at the Adult Arena LA, um, Villain Impacted Me battled Victor, Ronnie, and Roxwright, some of the top b-boys in the game for a while so that was such an honor to be able to battle some of my biggest inspirations um and just have that connection on the dance floor in such a unique environment too um with the types of dancers that were there because it wasn't like a normal battle setting where it was all b-boys and b-girls but for the um this community to witness and see and share um, I thought it was such a beautiful moment for all of us. Mm. Um, and then after that, um, we finished the battle. Ronnie gets the mic from Anthony. Is like, 
announces me as the newest member of Red Bull BC1 All-Stars. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what to think, but all that energy in the room. And um, I had been um, contacted by Erica, one of the Red Bull workers, uh, prior to Arena LA. Um, but, uh, and she had mentioned it and she actually did ask me if I would want to be a part of it. So that was like, in a, a first, like, um, yeah, a first time thing of her asking me to be part of Red Bull. And I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know when it would be official. Um, and I was sort of just like waiting and, um, my manager Lee J was just super on the, the down low about a bunch of things, and now I know why. <laughs> um, and then Call Arena Lee J oh, Shadow for a reason. He's yes, always he, working something in the shadows. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Um, so by the time Arena LA hit, it was such a surprise, and um, I mean, I I knew um, I was gonna be part of it. I just didn't know when I would be official mm -hmm. and so for it to be at that place at that time was such a special moment um for myself that I will always like cherish and yeah so that was crazy <laughs> um after that was um was Budapest um which I was was talking about earlier but after that was um the Ellen show yeah um which was very recent and um, I got contacted by the producer um, asking, no, no, no. Actually, before that, Jada Pinkett Smith posted our performance. From Arena. From Arena. Yeah. Um, and I just have to say, she. I don't think it would have been possible if um, Vibrancy wasn't there to capture that. Shout so out I Vibrancy. Have to shout out, yes. Yeah. Major um, for being people to... Uh, record and capture these moments and dance anyways um <laughs> yeah jada posted it on her instagram and that was a i think at that point a lot of the dance scene has seen it already and yeah. has witnessed um whether in person at arena or through video online on social media um i feel like a lot of the dance community um had seen that performance mm -hmm. um but I think around the time when Jada posted it is when it started reaching outside of dance yeah. um, to more to people that, you know, weren't um, all Let's dancers. talk about that performance, though, because <clears throat> I think um, creatively, I mean, for whoever hasn't seen it, um, there's a, a very big message that was delivered through that. And we had Dietrichs during arena camp we, when we had our live pod. He kind of went into it. Um, it was it was great to hear from obviously he choreographed it directed it and all that but I think um, I'd love to hear your perspective in terms of actually performing it and like how did the first off what was what was the message for those who may not have seen it and and how did that how did you personally connect to that message? Um, put simply, the love <laughs> the love <laughs> put simply the message is just about love mm -hmm. um that's if it was like a one word answer um for that piece specifically to get more in depth um it emphasizes the um negative impact that social media may have on my generation of young women 
Um, and it's such a relevant, uh, sensitive topic, I mm. feel, um, that sometimes it communicated through words can be um, a little bit scary for people. But um, to be able to showcase that through dance uh, was something that I, um, I felt was so special um, for people to understand it in that way rather mm-hmm. than just, you know, trying to talk about it. Um, I'm going to actually grab this because I wrote it down. I was curious what those books were. Yeah, so I like to write everything down. Yeah, that's dope. Um, whatever that is, whether I like to like journal or things I'm learning, um, whether it's in a dance class mm-hmm. or listening to a podcast or whatever, I like to write things down and just have it. Um, and I also learned that writing things down makes you remember it more mm-hmm. than um, just like verbalizing it or yeah. yeah. So um, I said it on Ellen too, but. Basically, um, let me just get the page that I wrote this down on. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what's dope about that, um, what you talked about in terms of writing things down and it helps you remember things. Um, You know, when in school, when they tell you to take notes, uh, sure, it's so that you can reference it later on and like when you're studying for your test or whatever, but there's actually... the practice of putting pen to paper and writing it down, it does help you retain it even without having to go back to it. So mm-hmm. very smart, Logan. <laughs> Take them you. notes. Um, so I put down this piece is for anyone who feels unloved or empty, who feels like they have to change who they are to be accepted or loved. And for people who don't accept themselves or who they truly are. And to know that you don't need to be anyone else, look like anyone else, have skills like anyone else, or change yourself to be loved. Um, And it's to hopefully encourage young girls or anyone watching to learn to love and accept themselves for who they are and know that people around them really love them. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think it can also go deeper. Yeah. Um, that is definitely a general message, um, from that piece, um, on like, I guess the surface, um, and going into performing, uh, by the way, we had a whole team. It wasn't, I know I was the only one on stage, but, um, we had a team of over five people helping out with that specific performance. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a guy named Romeo who um, did all the visual effects uh, with with Dom to figure out, um, like at the ending, the ending part with the projector, um, all the measurements, the exact things we need. Um, there's a TV at the front of the stage. Um, with like a box underneath it and mm-hmm. inside that box is a projector to um, project onto the sheet at the end of the performance. Mm-hmm. So Romeo was the one to create those visuals um, and and help uh, trial and error and go through that process to figure out um, everything needed for that part. Um, we had 
um, two coordinators um, because there's just so much, like all the props and um, obviously scheduling and the people that were involved. We had um, Taylor and Sina to help with all of that stuff as kind of like managers, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Mm-hmm. We had um, um, Sina also and Dallas and um, Jake and Joey um, to to hide under the bed until the very end. <laughs> um, there's a part where I roll and, and pick up the bed sheet and stand up in front. And then that's the part where um, the video is playing as um, those people come out from under the bed and, and go from behind the sheet to actually um, hold on to the sheet to keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like magic yeah. part. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, they were on stage the whole time and got out just for that part <laughs> to hold up the sheet and throw the roses um, and and also find a very clever way of going back at the very end so they wouldn't be seen that whole time. Um, and then, yeah, and then there's so much that went into it. Um, and then obviously Dom for creating all of this um, and having such clarity before even starting to create it. Mm. Um, I know that's one thing that he, um, that helps him in his creative process is um, having extreme clarity um, before actually starting to put things together and mm-hmm. physically do things um, because he can have like, you know, that map in his head right. and then follow um, whatever is needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's going to be um, obstacles on the way of like things may be didn't turn out the same way he thought it would mm-hmm. um, but it was a process and it took time um, I don't think I think um, it was one of those things where Sean Everest actually told me this quote he said good things take time mm. and that one took a lot of time um, it was like everyday rehearsals, those long rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd be like getting stuff done. So sometimes we'd be banging out eight counts and sometimes we'd spend like literally five hours on just like two eight counts wow. um, because of how much went into those two right. eight counts yeah. and how much um, we all um, cared about the message. And at times we'd find ourselves overthinking certain things. But in the end, we real we realize it's um, because we 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 care so much yeah. about getting the message out as best as possible. Um, yeah, because um, it it came down to like we want to help change lives and spread love to the world. Um, as crazy as it sounds, but um, doing those things and going through that long process um, are necessary to be able to do that, and um, it was so worth it. Like so, so worth it. I don't. I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I thank you for explaining. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a crazy process. So, as I watched it, because um, I watched it the first the first night from the wings, and so I kind of saw half what was the what the audience was seeing, and then half like what was actually happening, like the behind the scenes stuff, and seeing the coordination of. Like, let's say, you know, the people that were hiding under the bed for the, <laughs> until the last minute. And I was like, wait, where did they come from? And then, like, you know, I saw you dancing in front of the sheets. I'm like, okay, I, I, I get what they're seeing, but I'm seeing what's actually happening. And then, you know, when they dropped the sheet, 
the the natural floating down of the sheet and them rolling <laughs> away in such a way that like I'm just like yo dude only a da- only dancers can do that you know what I'm saying in terms of like trying to make it timed perfectly so that by the time that the air from the sheets yeah. are gone they're just fully disappeared like related <laughs> yeah I mean I mean that just like one snippet where I was like dang dude I know that this took a lot of thought and a lot of planning and a lot of you know trial and error and you know like when you say taking five hours for two a counts um i think that's what's crazy about artistry is that you know when there's actual heart and meaning behind um what's being presented literally every aspect of it matters so much and um and even the process of um overthinking and all that the reason why that happens is because the message is so important you know and like um when Don was talking about it you know I don't think he even went into all the time that went into it but like the details of what you know the whole creative process you know what I mean and hearing you explain it 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 was incredible it was incredible and then the second night I watched it from the audience I was just like dang that's what's up that's what's up yeah it's amazing yeah both sides that was great And that was like my first time (laughs) working with props as a solo. Mm -hmm. And um, it's crazy because like prior to that, when I was thinking of my solo for Arena LA, um, before he even contacted me, um, I was trying to think how I can um, evolve from my last performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've done so many performances as a solo where it's just playing, just dancing. Yeah. Um, no props involved, um, no message unless it was more on the abstract side. Um, so I was thinking like, dang, it would, and then being inspired by seeing Cloud in in, Arena China, that was such an inspiring performance as well. So I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to try this stuff. I just don't know how, I don't know, um, where to start, um. Dom was actually the one who um, introduced that type of concept to me of like working with props and mentioning like the whole silent film things Mm -hmm. and um, um, all of that stuff. And then some time after that, he hit me up and was like, hey, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, this is meant to happen, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a great way, such a learning, growing experience to um, and a lot of things that I learned within that process that I can um, use for future things as well. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> so was uh, when after Jada had posted that on her her IG, was that kind of where it caught uh, Ellen's attention? You know, I don't know about that. I think it might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I also. Um, <laughs> My dad, he he actually sent um, because I I was on Ellen before that as well. Yeah. Uh, with the lab, and then I was on. I did a campaign with Ellen. It was like a collaboration with Gap and Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on also that topic of um young girls doing like masculine things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like I think five years ago or four years ago, and um, so I had been on Ellen's show twice. Um, 
But I remember the first time I was supposed to like sit down with her, do the whole interview, um, wear the clothes from the Gap and Ellen campaign and, and perform. But something had happened online um, that was causing conflict with the campaign. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to change out of my outfit and get into uh, normal dance clothes and I couldn't do the interview and I just had to dance and then just get off. Huh. Um, so the plans were change unexpectedly and I was I remember being super bummed because I was looking forward to you know talking to her and being interviewed um but things happen for a reason so this time around um I actually got to um do everything um that was you know planned for the show yeah um and talk to Ellen and actually like sit on the chair and that was so cool I know I was like <laughs> everyone like our whole team got to go and we were like oh my gosh this is real yeah. <laughs> like sitting on the chair yeah um yeah and so yeah it was crazy thinking um back to the first time I was on Ellen makes sense now because it was like almost like saved for that moment mm, mm. um to be able to actually share um to the fullest on on the Ellen show yeah yeah um but I was mentioning earlier how my dad sent um proud dad <laughs> my dad sent the video um to Ellen's Instagram uh-huh um he was just like oh I thought you might like this message um and he went out of his way to send it. Yeah. And um, obviously at first I was like, Dad, like, you're going to embarrass me. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing being too too much, too pushy? Yeah. But I think she saw it. Yeah. And um, if he didn't do that, I don't know if I would have been on the show. Shout out, Dad. Yeah, Go shout ahead. out, Dad. <laughs> so um, that might have been it. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was that or if it was yeah. Jada's post, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how was uh, performing on that stage again by yourself? Uh, on Ellen? Yeah. It was really, really cool. I think um, it, it it feels really different than watching it mm -hmm. um, because it is a show, but um, it's a TV show. So there's a lot of cameras. Um, and uh, I want, I during tech, it was like the cameras weren't there. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, how can we connect with this audience um, with all the seats and seeing how um, we can best uh, portray that message for the people that were there live watching it um but it was a little bit different uh during the actual taping where um all these big cameras came in and um yeah and i think that's okay because um if anything i hope the viewers at home were also able to connect with it yeah yeah um and being able to actually talk about it too i think that also helped as another layer um to adding on to the message mm -hmm. that we wanted to get across so yeah we really um really really prioritized the message throughout um and working out everything um to make sure the message was there mm -hmm. um yeah and we had to shorten it for the show um and that was also hard because um that 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 piece like i was saying earlier with taking five hours on two eight counts yeah. those two eight counts matter right, totally. so every single eight count mattered mm -hmm. so it was like how can we um get the story across within a shorter amount of time and make sure the message is portrayed so that the audience will still understand, mm -hmm. um, the message and the whole point of the piece. Um, and even that took time. So, um, we, we did it and we accomplished it and, um, it turned out so well. Um, and to be able to just do it on that platform and yeah. talk to Ellen about it. And yeah, it was, 
another crazy experience. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> from that, but even, you know, that stemming from um, your Arena LA performance and like that being the, the first time that a live audience saw it first. And then obviously when the video came out and then, you know, the rest of the world sees it. And I think, you know, as I hear your story of the year that has like, progressed from even the last time you sat on this couch like you know there's you mentioned something about the timing of when you were on Ellen again and being able to actually sit down and have the interview and and you realizing that um though that was supposed to happen at some time before and you realizing like no it's actually saved for this time you know and like I think that ability that you have to um take to slow, to slow life down for yourself because um, we live in this, as, as you even mentioned, the, the whole theme of that piece, like social media makes things feel like they should be moving so quickly. And like, um, if you're not moving fast, then you're, you're, you're being passed up. And, but I think you, you even realizing like, no, things that you think may, or, or that you think are supposed to happen at a certain time, if they don't go the way that you expected for you to already know that then that wasn't the time for it to happen. You know, maybe it's not supposed to happen at all, or maybe I'm not ready for it to happen right now and it'll come when it's supposed to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And like when you, when you talked about the whole Red Bull experience and, and how huge that is, um, obviously for yourself, but I think it's huge for the world, you know what I mean? And, um, when I was on stage and it all went down <clears throat> and I saw like, you know, Ronnie grabbed the mic and there was just this blow up on, you know, in that auditorium. And I was just like, holy crap, the, the history is being made right now. And like, you know, not to gas you up too much, but you're at like the focal point of that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and, you know, let's take some time to like, you know, you mentioned things like, um, yeah, timing and everything, but things are happening to you, not out of luck. They're not happening out of, um, like, because you're a girl, like that you have been working your whole life, the short 16 years, right? 16, mm -hmm. 16 years is not that much time, but I think the way that, um, I see, you know, even from watching your IG stories of your training regimen and all of that, it's just you are preparing yourself for every single moment that you've experienced. Um, sure, within the last year, which is a whole lot, like you went down like <laughs> a crazy amount of amazing things that have happened, but you've been preparing yourself for every single one of those things from red red bull to ellen to traveling the world to choreographing for artists to you're like it, you can't i don't want you to think that um i'm not saying that this is what you're thinking but i just want to point out that none of this is like i don't know how this happened like i'm just really lucky like no you've been training you're preparing and you're doing it in a way where you deserve every single amazing thing that has been coming to you because this is what you're what you've been working so hard for and and the the fact that you can slow it down and be like man everything comes in its time um 
That's amazing Thank that you, you can even recognize that. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinaestheticbrand. Yeah, um, when you were saying how um, I'm getting all these things now, mm-hmm. but I'm prepared for it. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that because uh, a lot of the time, I remember starting off wanting to pursue this like seriously and wanting like actually writing down setting the goals um dreaming up things i wanted to experience and accomplish um there is very specific it was very like um okay i am going to um battle at um red bull bc1 um oh my gosh that's another thing so i didn't even do that on purpose but <laughs> My point, I'll go, okay, I'll touch on that later, but right now what I'm trying to say is um, I would write down things so, so specific. Um, some of them happened, you know, some yeah. of them, um, things, specific things that I wrote down, like, came to life mm-hmm. um, with that plus the work plus um, the smart work. Yes, yes. Um, with that whole manifestation process. Um, but the thing is like other things that I wrote down, they didn't happen, but it still served as a direction for me to go so that more things and better things came into my life that were meant to happen more than the things I wrote down Hmm. that didn't happen. Wow. So my life, um, not my whole life, but, um, from the time, um, that I said, this is what I want to do. Um, it was preparing but that preparing was learning how to fall in love with the process of preparing does that kind of make sense yes so it's like not making this training regiment or um going hours of 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 dancing and, and and training and working out so that i can just see the destination and reach the destination but knowing that I love this process of this work that I'm putting in. Yeah. And I don't see it as work. And and I think it's such a crazy thing to to experience at at my age too. Um 
because it's like a genuine sense of joy and happiness when I am working for these things and when I am doing the things. So everything's mm -hmm. blended of like mm -hmm. dream life, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is why like when I, um, typical day of weather training or traveling or whatever I'm doing, feeling really, really good. It's like, how can I share this with people who are trying to find it, you know? Mm -hmm. And how can I... Um, obviously continue to live my life and grow um, and experience these things and um, enjoy the process. Um, but how can I help others find their life that they want to live as well? Um, I don't even know if that's my job to do that, but it's just something, um, like I was saying, dreaming up of more stuff. Mm -hmm. um, my thing right now is like the whole idea of like giving because I feel like I have um, actually have what takes to give. Um, I remember uh, some of my mentors telling me, uh, you can't, you can't give love if you don't have mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I have love, and yeah. um, it's like, how can I give that? Um, and in what ways can I do that? Mm. You know. And so I think the Pisa Arena is a very great example of that. I think because it's a natural way of. Um, enjoying my process and living my life and knowing that me doing that is giving. Yeah. Um, and it's not a nat it's not a forced thing of like, okay, I am going to um, do something for the purpose of that, but knowing that those both of them align, like me doing me is giving, mm -hmm. and giving is a process of me being me, you know. Yeah. And it's this weird like realization but um yeah so that's <laughs> another crazy thing um that i realized and um i want to pause you for a second you just <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i'm saying no 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 i'm <laughs> i have to pause you because like i i don't want to breeze past like you you are saying things that you know me as somebody more than twice your age i'm like i don't think i even learned that until kind of recently you know and um when you say the things like you know you you're you're ready because you've been working so hard but you don't even realize that you're working because you love it and it's not this like okay i have to get up and do this because i said i was gonna do it and i know this is my goal so in order for me to reach my goal i guess i have to do this mm -hmm. you you know and and I think right now there's a lot of um, you know popular thought of like oh yeah manifest your destiny and yeah. write things down and they'll happen for you, um, like in some ways that's true because you know there's a saying where focus goes energy flows. Of course, yeah. But that focus and that energy is not automatic. It only happens when you want it mm -hmm. so bad. You really believe it. You have to believe it, and if you believe in something. If you truly believe in something, your actions will show that you believe it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what true belief is shown through the actions. And so when you say you write down your goals and, you know, you commit yourself daily, um, you're not committing because you're like, I have to. It's like, I want to. That's why I wrote it down because I want it and I mm -hmm. want it so bad. I don't look at it as work. And, you know, when you say things like, um, you know, you, you give love because you have love, but it's like, how are you even having love is because you're receiving so much love. So I think you're even recognizing the cycle of what's around you and, and not like by default, 
because I feel like when you talk about mentors and um, the friends that you have and the people that you look up to, there's an intentionality that you have by you don't just get a mentor out of nowhere. You seek after mentorship. Like you look at somebody or, or a group of people and be like, I something about these people or this person, I need that in my life. So you will invest your time and energy to be around those people. And if if I feel like you're gravitating towards the people that emulate the things that you want from your own life. So you're getting you're receiving love, you're receiving wisdom from the people that you're seeking after. And in turn, you're internalizing it and you don't just keep it here, you give it out, you know? And I think that's amazing. And I, I want you to recognize that that process that you have, um, not to keep saying, oh my gosh, you're so mature for your age. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there's people my age and older that don't know stuff like that, you know? And I think that's very admirable. And um, yeah, there's so much, um, there's so much honor, and I have so much respect for that. So take the time. And I'm, I feel like you may, like you might, I might have just said all this stuff. You're like, duh. What do you think I write all this no, stuff down no, in my no, journal no, every no, day no, for? No, but I'm, I'm just, I have to just mirror that back to you, you, you know, because I feel like. I feel like I'm a sounding board when I sit here, you know, and I hear the things that people say and I'm like, wait a second, you're saying a whole bunch of really amazing things that like I want to just recognize that I want you to know that that's really awesome. Thank you. So, thank you. That's what's up. <laughs> um, when you're talking about mentorship too, um, the crazy thing is all of my mentors that I have, I didn't go up to them to to ask them mm, to be my mentor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think with the exception of Val, because Val was like, I idolized her yeah. at like such a young age. Um, and I don't think, it wasn't even a thing where I would went up to her and was like, hey, can you mentor me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but more so like, oh, I just, I just really um, enjoy the presence of this person. Yeah. And I really look up to this person uh, as a human and as a dancer. So I'm just going to um, get into her class and just see what yeah. happens. And each time I get into her class, it was just such a great feeling. And it was such a um, great feeling to to dance and to, um, to just be around her, you mm -hmm. know. And then it was when um, she had asked if um i think we were around we were thinking the same thing but she's the one who reached out to me and my and my parents mm -hmm. about um training me yeah um and i think i mentioned it in the last podcast yeah you did um and then from there it was more like that was like the thing that like initiated almost everything you know yeah um as far as like connections and mentors yeah yeah well i i think that's a, another thing um that's very important to recognize because yes, mentorship, it can happen to like, hey, I really admire you. Can you mentor me? But as that person that you are asking is looking back at you, um, they'll either see that like, this is worth my time to invest because of what I already see in this person. Because if Val didn't see something in you already, I mean, like you said, she's the one who asked your parents like, hey, like, how do you guys feel about me training Logan? 
it's because she already saw the initiative that you were taking to be in her classes. You know, you would probably just pop up in places where she wouldn't <laughs> expect you to pop up. It's like, oh, she's here again. Yeah. And like she saw a hunger in you and she saw like, hey, there's something that I feel like can be developed in this person because she already is exemplifying that there is something to be developed because she's already showing initiative. So there's, that's the relationship, right? Like mm -hmm. she, she already saw something in you because you were already putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, um, that is how I met villain and impact. Yeah. And that is how I um, met UGF and yep. got into the crew. Um, and then the crazy, oh my gosh, the crazy part too is like, um, I feel like a lot of stuff for me has also happened, um, when I first moved out or mm -hmm. like after, um, starting with when I first moved out from San Diego to LA mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for Villain and Impact because they're the ones who actually recommended me to the agency that I was working with, mm -hmm. um, and that was a huge thing um, in the past where I would, you know, do auditions and, um, yeah. Anyways, another shout outs and credit. Um, hmm. And another thought came into my head right now of like how much not only my experiences have changed, but also um, the types of um, dance work that I'm doing is different from um, just two years ago. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's it's sort of been like, okay, this is me. And then moving up to LA, um, obviously it can, things can get off track and like, um, meeting certain people and going to these auditions and, um, just trying things in the la la land or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Things can get crazy. Things mm -hmm. can get off track. And then, um, listening to what I really, really want and sticking with the people that felt like home mm -hmm. realigned me to get back on my um, path that felt true um, and brought better things. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just like also this other realization that I've had of like, um, they, everyone says like be yourself, but I'm realizing it's like be the best version of yourself, mm. you know, because you could say be yourself and you could say, um, up your standard and strive for the best. But if you combine the two, you could say, be your best self. And I think that's a key to um, experiencing life to that fullest and also enjoying enjoying it, you know? The, like the whole thing of like enjoying the process and enjoying yeah. the preparation. Um, and I think that's another thing that's also, it can be easy to forget because... Um, we go through experiences and then we can get distracted or see things or um, try to catch on trends or um, lose sight of certain things. Um, but I think having, again, like clarity and sticking with people um, that feel like home, you know, mm -hmm. that's for me, that's what's helped me get back on path and experience life um, to even more of like the fullest yeah yeah um so it's really good yeah, i don't know i love it um so what is your focus uh nowadays whether it be a way for training or another type or where you want to take your artistry or where you want to take dance to like the next level like in what way or 
what are you focused on these days? So as of the near future, um, another one of my dreams was met of competing at the Red Bull VC1 World Finals. Let's go. In India. And oh my goodness, it was my first time being at any my first jam was a Red Bull BC1 Cypher. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is Villain was in the finals of that one. Hmm. It was so, it's so crazy. Like, think of these things, like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And ever since that moment, even though I was like this little, like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. Like, this kind of scary, but it's exciting too. Yeah. Like, seeing everyone battle. Totally. Um, I was like, dude, I want to, what if I could, a thought popped in my head when I was younger of like, what if I could like be the first girl to compete at Red Bull BC1? Because no girls had done it. Um, and then uh, I think two, one or two years ago, Ayumi from Japan was the first girl to compete mm-hmm. in the Red Bull BC1 World Finals. And then the year after that is when they made an actual B-girl, um, uh, BC1, just meant for B-girls. Um, and that's the one that I got invited to mm-hmm. um, for this year. And so, Amazing. yeah, training super hard, but Let's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like I was saying, nothing different from what I've been doing. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, maybe finding um, ways to be a little smarter or gain insight from people who have the experience and knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but still just training and enjoying that process of training. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's my near future thing. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I, I do. I go back to China for the fourth time this year. <laughs> wow, you're doing a lot of China. I know a it's lot of crazy. Traveling. China, yeah, that's amazing. China, um, and that one is for yeah some battles, and um, I think it's the Shanghai or Chengdu do- dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another crazy travel <laughs> to yeah. Asia. Um, and then I, um, this is going to sound weird because I'm going to talk about after that, um, only because, um, another thing I learned is, is taking a break, like knowing mm. when to take breaks, mm-hmm. um, even from things that I love, you know, yeah, cause I want to still be able to love it and have a longevity mm-hmm. of like having the passion and the fuel, so after China, I'm going to go home and I'm going to see family. And um, like I was saying, like going um, back home and, and sticking with people who feel like home. Yeah. Um, I'm going, yeah, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to recharge for Christmas. And then in the new year, um, wait, I'm actually going to look because I wrote down. <laughs> I had a thing where I like to also write down if I have like, oh my gosh, it'd be cool to do this, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, where is it? It's in the other one. <laughs> I had things that sounded really cool to me. Uh, one of them from the top of, uh, off the top of my head was actually, I've never been to the Philippines mm-hmm. and I'm Filipino and my grandma goes every year to visit family mm-hmm. and I want to somehow, um, make my trip um, cause I'm going to go to, to radical force again, like the whole Singapore thing yeah, again. Yeah. So while I'm on that side of the earth, I want to like visit totally Philippines, yeah. hopefully. Um, and, um, give back to the community and connect with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, 
What am I? Th Sorry, I just a bunch of things at once in my brain <laughs> that I need That's to. That's why writing sort down is good. Out. Um, and speaking on that, okay, two things at once came into my brain that I need to not forget. So one of them was <laughs> um, connecting with the communities. So I did a Netflix movie in Oklahoma earlier this year. Amazing. Ari Chan, the savior. <laughs> um, she helped me get connected with the director. Uh huh. And I met with him, and then that's another one to talk about. Um, it was I don't act. Mm -hmm. I never, I none, not even anything in my journal said I want to act. Nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I met with the director, and he asked me, um, if. He talked about the movie first. Yeah. And he talked about what it was about. And there's this movie called Full Out One um, who that's based on the story of Ariana Berlin, mm -hmm. um, the uh, former gymnast that was also on Culture Shock LA and um, that amazing story, um, her story. They're making a part two um, still within the realm of gymnastics and dance. Mm -hmm. um, I won't spoil any type of plot or things from the story mm -hmm. but he mentioned he explained the story and he asked me if i were to cast you as the lead role to act in this movie would you be able to do it me i didn't want to lie you know i straight up said to him i said no i don't think i was, <laughs> I was just one of those just no like i don't act you mm -hmm. know i don't act i never set out to be an actress but I told him like I still think it would be a great uh, learning and growing experience and I'm willing to train and put myself in acting lessons as if like I would train for like a battle or yeah, something yeah. <clears throat> train my butt off to be able to do something like that um, but I told him like right now because he was like would you be ready I was like like right now I don't feel ready because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. acting dance is my thing you know like dance um art that realm is my sure, thing yeah creating um and i've never done anything related to acting mm -hmm. um but i you know tried to keep an open mind and i was like you know if this is really a thing i will um i'd be willing to put in the time and the effort and work to train myself mm -hmm. and work really hard to be able to act in the movie and he's like okay and then um we left the uh, left the lunch and he contacted. I think it was Addie and and the director contacted me later. I think a month later, um, saying that I wouldn't be the main role, but I would be part of the lead the lead roles in mm -hmm. the movie. And asked if I'd want to do it, and I was like, heck yeah! Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I got with the acting coach. Um, shout out to Alice Carter for helping me. Um, she works with a lot of dancers who are transitioning with acting and dancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked with her, um, went in with an open mind. We're just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> it could lead to other things. Yeah. And I'm just going to enjoy it. Did the acting thing. Um, also, as I was training for this other event called Notorious IBE in Europe, um, because it would be another travel thing where I'd go from that Europe event into uh, Oklahoma to do the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> people sneaking in here. Hi. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Bam just snuck in. <clears throat> um, and so, yeah, that was another crazy experience. Dang it. What was I thinking of before that? Ugh. 
I was looking, you were asking future ventures. I got to... Take your time. (laughs) I want you to get this out there. Thank you. Before that... Okay, I got to talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Um, And then I was talking about the Philippines. That's what it was. I was talking... Okay, one of my... I, I was having this little... I was just thinking one day, and I was like... Another idea popped up in my head, and I was like... Dude, it would be so cool if I could um, throw an event that would fund for charity. For um, th- There's this thing I did, I think it was this year or last year. I did like a video um, to raise money for, to try and raise money for this organization called Save the Children. And I think um, I either did a singing video or a dancing video. Um, because, I don't know, at that moment I just felt the need to just, create something and put it out there Mm -hmm. um i don't know why but then i was like okay i don't it doesn't feel like enough to to fund you know i feel like i could do more to help that cause so i was like throw a dance event you know like throw a dance event that can fund for that yeah um and then it started with that and then i started getting more and more ideas of like Okay, what would make this dance event special? I was like, what if I could throw workshops where a person from the battle scene can collab with a person from the choreo scene? Um, because I feel like part of um, my um, part of what feels good to me is is doing you know multiple things, not just mm-hmm. sticking to like one side or whatever. Um, just because that's what I grew up with, and that's what feels really good, and so. Naturally, over time, I found myself um, organically building bridges mm-hmm. between the scenes. Not because I'm trying to, but more so because I'm already you're into it. Into it, yeah. yeah you're so doing it. it's like, how can I? Um, now that I recognize this thing that I'm doing of building bridges, um, how can I sort of like amplify it or like um, add to it even more in a positive way? So I was like, dang, that would be dope if I could get a homie from the battle scene, a homie from the choreo scene, be mm-hmm. like, what can you guys um, do together to share? Um, yeah, that was just an idea of like future things. And um, along with that, I wanted to do an exhibition battle of some type of um, San Diego all-styles team versus like a maybe a LA all-styles team as mm. an exhibition I was thinking of teams like like Wild Sevens with like Tony Ray and or something like that, mm-hmm. and then people like the um, the Floridians from LA. Yeah, um, I was super inspired after going to the the final Crew Love event. Um, is this um, there's this sorry I'm speaking, but there's this crew called Floridians. Mm-hmm. Um, they throw they've been throwing events called Crew Love, and their final one was a. Uh, I think it was either a 10 on 10 or like a no cap all styles crew battle. Mm-hmm. And the one of the battles was this culture shock um, all styles battle team versus an L.A. all styles battle team. I think it might have been the lot. I think I could be wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> but anyways, it was just seeing this thing of like SD L.A. and um, me naturally um, being involved in both yeah, because yeah. I'm going back and forth. And I was like, dude, it would be dope to like 
get that to happen again, but get almost everyone from those scenes to just share that moment, you yeah. know? Um, I don't know. Those are just like ideas of it's dreams amazing. for the future. Um, celebrate, dance, celebrate hip hop, um, fund for a good cause, bridge, build more bridges. Um, yeah. And just be in one happy place. <laughs> together. You're doing it all, Logan. <laughs> Your dreams are crazy. <laughs> um, I want to do a lightning round with you. Uh-huh. We've done one before. So, so I'm going to try to switch it up with the questions. Okay. So we'll start off easy. Favorite food? Disciples. Song of the moment? Sarah Smile by um, Hollow Notes. Nice. Disneyland or Six Flags or Universal? Disneyland. Most memorable moment in dance in the past year? I can't do that. Oh! (laughs) I'm just going to say the time I had with my crew after the battle in Singapore where we just huddled up and um, we're together in that moment. Mm, That's good. What is your guilty pleasure? Acai bowls. That's a guilty pleasure? Yes! Acai bowls are healthy. And they're also delicious, so I guess they can fulfill both sides. guilty pleasure. Yeah, I guess they're sweet. All right, fine. Um, when you're not dancing, what are you doing? Journaling, singing, hanging out with family. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> what is your superpower? What is my superpower? Overthinking. Just kidding. <laughs> Overthinking. <laughs> I think um, be, um, being able to analyze, I mean, being able to like experience, analyze, and reflect at a fast rate. Amazing. <laughs> that is a superpower. What is your worst fear? What is my worst fear? Um, mm, I could be wrong about this. I think everyone's worst fear is death or psycholo- uh, physical death or psychological death. Mm. What would be a dream opportunity for you? Dream opportunity? Um visit relatives in the Philippines um, and spend a good amount of time with them. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think, well, we did, we did the golden rule with you last time. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are wondering, go back to that episode. <laughs> so what, um, what I'd like to ask you is in what way do you feel like you're currently growing and or being challenged in growing and being challenged in um i think i'm going to i'm going to mention um one of the biggest challenges right now for myself and for my whole um underground flow family is the passing of uh Dave and I think that is definitely uh, a challenge for all of us. Um, but for me to take, put myself outside and look, it's, it's um, causing also a lot, a lot, a lot of growth, like deep growth. 
Um, and that's me speaking um, from, you know, just outside looking in at myself and outside looking in at um, the whole family. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, times of hardship will always be a challenge. Times of loss and hardship will always be a challenge for anybody. Um, I just had to, you know, bring that up. Um, yeah, and I think it will only, it's bringing, right now, it's bringing UGF um, so much closer. Uh, we're already a really close, tight-knit group family, you know, um, and it's bringing us even closer, and it's um, allowing us to um, really see our side of our ugly side of like seeing everyone like cry and um we had this session two days ago here at the dojo after the session um we brought all of our norcal ugf on facetime and all the socal ugf standing in the dojo and um there was a lot of silence and a lot of a lot of um seeing being just being there for each other, not even talking, not even um, doing anything but being together. And so, um, yeah, I just felt the need to bring that up um, and that it's never an easy time, but um, we're getting through it and we're only going to move forward from it. Um, yeah. Wow. Um I'm so sorry for your loss. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I knew Dave too. We, we danced together in the Jabberwocky show in Vegas. And, um, I know it's like to lose a crew member. Um, we lost uh, a very beloved member, Gary G one Kendall, when I was a Jabberwocky student, it's, it was a tough time. It was a really tough time, but I think just like what you said, um, with your crew coming together, uh, recognizing, why you guys are even a crew sure it's dance ultimately that you, what you guys do together is dance and that's kind of like the the thread but um i think something that you mentioned from the very beginning about even what you mentioned with the piece that you did for or with dietrich's uh love it's it's really what you guys have for each other what you guys have for the the art of dance and that is going to be the thing that strengthens you. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a part of love is pain, you know, and then sometimes it's loss. And um, but what you guys provide for each other to come alongside each other and um, mourn together, um, be silent together. Um, smile and laugh together, dance together. Like that's all a part of it, you know? So um, it's incredible that, um, again, I mean, I I, uh, I share in your loss, but, um, you know, the, the way that you're looking at this as a challenge to grow you, um, for you to even recognize that in a time where it was obviously um, very recent, um, that's really awesome that you can see it that way, you know, and you can... Um, be encouraged to, I, I would encourage you to continue to um, give yourself time also, you know, like there's no timetable for 
anything to happen or pass. Um, just let it be, and but just continue to um, surround yourself with your family and and, uh, and and share that. There's a lot of love. I mean, we got a whole lot of love for UGF family because, yeah, you guys are very dear to us too. So I know firsthand there's so much love there, and um, you're in a good place. You're in a good place. Um, Logan, I got to thank you uh, for coming on again. I mean, you've had an incredible year. Um, it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, when I thought about what we were going to talk about, I was like, dang, like she's going to have so much to say because her year alone has been so busy and, and it has been, and it's great. And like, I think there's a lot to celebrate there and a lot to uh, be proud of, you know, and then, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, kind of like wrapping it up with talking about loss. I think that's just what, is so crazy about life like in the span of a year from September of last year when you're on the pod to October now you know um you've gone through a roller coaster of life you know what I mean and um what I am so encouraged to um see as I even hear all of it and and just kind of sit across from you and just feel the energy of what what's happening is um you are able to take all of it you know you're ready for all of it and um sure you're only 16 and there's a lot of life to live and what's what's awesome about this like 16 years from now you'll listen to this podcast because hopefully this stuff will still be around by then i'm sure it will in some way shape or form but you're gonna hear yourself tell these stories of just what happened in a one-year span and you know what i mean and like you're gonna look back 16 years from then, I was like, dang, like I've experienced way more since then. And like, just know that what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're living, how you're thinking, your practices, they, they have a ripple effect that are happening, that's happening now um, that you're, I'm sure you're aware of, but like you, you're not inspiring just kids your age. You're not inspiring just girls. You're inspiring men, women, and children of all ages, of all generations. And I think that's why you have people like Val and Villain and Impact who look at you and be like, we need to have this girl like as crew because she's like, this is incredible. This is where you're at in life is um, so valuable. And so just want you to know that you're loved by you know, your immediate crew and family, but you're inspiring the world straight up. And like, I'm so excited and looking forward to see how you continue on. And um, thank you so much for sharing, you know, from being vulnerable to laughing and celebrating all of it. It's, um, it's just really cool to see. It's really cool to see. So thank you, Logan. You Thank have you. had an amazing year, and I, I can't wait to see what just another year looks like for you. So after that, <laughs> what uh, is there anything um, that you're kind of working on or anything that people should be on the lookout for, anything you want to kind of plug? Um, anything I'm working? doesn't have to be working. Anything you just want to... Plug or talk about? Um, maybe, maybe like, because I know I did a golden rule last time, mm -hmm. but I've learned more 
uh, over the years. So, of course you have. <laughs> um, a different golden rule, is that okay? Sure. Uh, I have it written down my room, like before I leave, and it says, love all of life's offerings. Um, and I won't, I don't want to speak on it because I want people to kind of like, you know, listen and hear it and, um, take it in the way that they want. Yeah. I love that. Love all of life's offerings. It's great. It's a great place to leave it off. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, Again, yeah, we've had a lot of episodes. Logan's been on here. Um, If you want to listen to hers, she's way back, like episode nine. But uh, thank you guys for following the journey of the pod. Um, If you guys are finding this valuable, entertaining, whatever, um, just share it. That's all we ask that you do. We're on all the uh, podcast platforms. We're Kinja's podcast with a K. Uh, Hit us up on IG, Twitter. Keep sending those DMs. I'm always regramming all that stuff. Um, if this is dope, leave us a five-star rating. Uh, leave us a review. We read through all that stuff. We'll even shout them out periodically here. If you guys have been listening to the pod, we love doing episodes where we just take a pause and shout out some of the reviews. Um, yeah, that's all we ask that you do. And uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.